to another episode of Next Level Minds. Today, we're going to be sitting down with a good friend and colleague of mine, Andy Nock. Him and I had the opportunity to touch base at a networking event a while back, and we have stayed in contact ever since. But Andy's really going to bring the heat today with a lot of great value, talking on the topic of diligent processes and entrepreneurship. Andy's background is all across the board with various careers, adversities, failures, and success stories. You're going to hear a lot out of him today, and you're probably going to hear different types of value that you haven't heard before. And Andy is really going to bring the heat, and I'm fully confident in that, and I'm really excited you guys are here to listen today. Thank you again for tuning in. Andy, I really appreciate you coming out here on the podcast, taking the time out of your day to just uh, add value to the listeners. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, be a part of, of what you're building here. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. So based on uh, that introduction that I gave earlier, um, what's some things you really want the listeners to know about you? I'd love for them to hear kind of your story so far. Yeah, so a little bit about my background. I actually uh, grew up in God's country, middle of nowhere farmland, Ohio, hmm. uh, pretty small family. Um, we weren't wealthy by, by any means. Um, my dad was involved in racing. My mom was a teacher, and, and so I got involved in racing through my dad. I was actually at a racetrack um, a few months after I was born, so very, very early on. Mm. And then actually started racing when I was six years old. Started, started driving go-karts as a, as a wee lad and progressed up through that. Um, <clears throat> after, uh, after a few years, progressed won a few championships and we thought, hey, maybe this could be something, a uh, long-term career, you know, turn that into, into a full-time deal. Um, my dad started a, a business to build racing engines to help pay for some of our, my, my career. Um, you'll understand where that comes into play down the road here. Mm. Um, his business wasn't anything major, just small, extra income. So kept racing, progressed that up through the years. Um, then the, the long-term goal was for me to get enough sponsorship, go to IndyCar. Everything was going peachy, moving right along with that. And then unexpectedly, my senior year of high school, my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer mm. and actually died about eight months later. So it was very, very quick, abrupt. Um, my dad was, you know, like my coach, my mentor. Obviously, he's my dad. It was a huge blow to everyone in our family. And I had to learn pretty much what seemed like overnight how to do everything, whether it was racing, life, whatever, um, in, in high school. So after that, uh, a backup plan, I went to college, got a mechanical engineering degree, got a business degree, and I figured I could be involved in racing one way or another if something happened and I wasn't a driver. So. Right after college, I had some sponsors, was working with some IndyCar teams on getting possibly a ride set up. So I moved to Indianapolis right after that. Um, <clears throat> and everything was going all right. Then as we were putting some, some details together, lost sponsorship, um, nothing really materialized, just a few test sessions, unfortunately. And all the while I kept my dad's business going and kind of grew that. So turn that from a small side business into a, an engineering design company. We did testing and design work for Honda, Briggs & Stratton, 
actually built a proprietary engine for Honda. Uh, we had clients all over North America, all over Australia, and we were probably number three, uh, within the top three in the industry for companies of, of what we did. So that kind of you know, kept, kept going. Probably, I'd say 2015, um, started to kind of see the writing on the wall with, with the racing industry. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a tough way to make a living. Um, had, had some friends get killed. Had uh, r- rides are tough to come by. I mean, it's just un- unrealistic to make a, a living that way. Um, so try to take a few steps back. Um, my, my girlfriend at the time had, had actually moved down to Charlotte. I followed her. We got married. And my, my in-laws, who um, have made their living all through their lives in, in real estate. My father-in-law builds custom homes. My mother-in-law is a real estate agent. My sister-in-law is a real estate agent. Said, hey, you should possibly look into real estate, you know, just as, as an, another option. Maybe. Did the research on it. Went to, went to school for it. Went through the whole licensing process. Um, my wife and I kind of knew what we were getting into. You know, planned ahead. Took the jump. Made a huge investment myself. Bet wholly on myself. Um, went full-time real estate, and I quit a uh, full-time, full-paying engineering job to go into real estate for no pay. Um, and so that's kind of where, where I've been. Um, real estate is growing. For, for me, it's growing. It's expanding. I've used my background to uh, create processes, create templates, so I'm able to make make a transaction seamless for a client, and that way I can focus mm. on providing better customer service using my background. So it's customer service is a little bit different angle, um, and, and yeah, so we've been uh, building on that. Nice, man. That is a story. And yeah, a half, let me tell you that. <laughs> um, so, did you always like? enjoy racing or did you did you just get into it at an early age and just kind of like see yourself just slowly getting more and more into it? like did you have much decision of if you wanted to do it or not or what that look like for you yeah so like I said my dad was involved in it so growing up in it I, I didn't know really what else there was yeah but it was a hundred percent my decision my dad always said hey if you you know whenever you want to stop we can it's mm-hmm. not I was never forced into it yeah. But growing up in, in that in that world, um, it was awesome. It was the greatest thing, you know, I've ever done. And you eat, sleep, breathe that. And that's wow. it was it was whole encompassing and like I said, I loved it. I loved every bit of bit of it. It's just the financial aspect of it. Um, you know, you're not it's it's all it's all monetary based anymore. Mm. And I mean it's millions and millions of dollars of what you have to pay to be able to be a driver. Wow. And and as soon as that money dries up, you're kind of at the end of the road. Mm, wow. And then you said um, your senior year, right, your dad unfortunately passed? Yeah, okay. yeah. When that happened, I mean, how did, how did that hit you? I imagine it's pretty strong. But Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, like I said, it was, it's a, it was a blow. I mean, it's, the, the guy had never smoked a day in his life. Mm-hmm. So to get lung cancer, we're like, man, where did, where did this come from? So not only did I lose kind of like my, my manager, my coach, my, my, my everything in the racing world. I lost, lost my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. My mom lost her husband of 25 years. My, my sister lost her dad. It was just this huge kind of like slap to the face, like, holy crap, yeah. now, now what? And, and at that time, I thought, man, what, why is this happening to me? 
now it's been, you know, 10, 10 years, looking back, in, in a roundabout way, that possibly could have been one of the best things that had happened to me because mm. it teaches you, well, like I said, I had to learn everything overnight, yeah. like immediately. I didn't even know how to drive a truck and trailer. And I'm like, hey, you better figure it out real quick. Yeah. So not, not only learning that, but learning life skills and managing and, and having to figure out how to do everything on my own. Like my mom was, was there to support me, but she, you know, as far as racing goes, she didn't, she didn't know. Yeah. And, and I've been able to build on that. And, and when you learn early on, it's, it's up to you to make your own destiny, make your own ends. Man, you can build off of that for as long yeah. as you want. It, 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 it hardens you for sure. Right. You know, um, testinal fortitude, man, for sure, mm. for sure. What was your, your strategy like going into to learning all these different things, driving a trailer, fixing this, doing this racing? Like, did you feel extremely overwhelmed at first, or did you kind of chunk it out like one by one, bit by bit? Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to remember. So I was what 17. Yeah. So I just got my license. Like, all right, man, I can <laughs> I can drive. Right. All right, figure out how to drive a 40 foot trailer, and I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I my my dad again, unknowing that any of this was going to happen from a very early age, had put me out in the garage with him, out in the shop, getting mm. my hands dirty. As, I mean, as a kid, yeah. even working on his race cars, I was always around. So he taught me in a way that wasn't like, here, sit down and read this book. It was more hands-on, actual nice. stuff. So yes, while it was overwhelming, I had enough experience I could fall back onto and, and learn how to do some of this stuff. Yeah, you know, firsthand. Did Did you ever have any moments when you know you went through that adversity that you're like, you know what, I'm done, I quit this, this is ridiculous, or did you just kind of keep on going through? Like, what was that? What was it like right there? Paint a oh, picture. Oh man, it was like just grabbing it there for a while. It's like you're you're treading water to mm. still drown, you know? Yeah. Um, grasping at straws, anything you can, and I'm like, I mean, there were multiple times I went to my mom. I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm. You know, why am I still doing this? But it was. Not only was it a passion, but it was like, you know, I, you need to figure this out. What, whatever, you need to figure it out or, or you're done. It's game over. Whether it was figure out how to make it in racing, figure out how to make it in business, figure out how to make it in life, whatever it was. But yeah, there were definitely some low points where I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Yeah. Um, and, it, it's, and like I said, it, it's paid dividends. Mm. Basically, I don't want to say going through it again. But starting over in real estate, it's like, yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing here. This is right. it makes it much, much easier to swallow. It's not easy by any means. It makes it easier yep. to, to go about it. Because you're used to, you know, putting the boots on, <laughs> yeah. strapping up. Exactly, and yeah. exactly. Yeah. Were you having to be kind of more of like a foundation for your mom at the moment, or was she pretty strong in it? You know, I think she, at the time, she definitely was, was probably the glue that held us together. Mm. But now it's because my sister's moved away, I've moved away, I'm kind of taking that role now. Hmm. Um, it, it's weird, I expect it to be the other way, you know, because you're the, you're the man of the house mm-hmm. at that point. But my mom did awesome as far as taking care of us, like essentially running a family all of a sudden by herself, yeah. working, paying for everything by herself. Um, but now it's, it's kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm able to kind of repay her for what she's done, help her right. be her person to lean on. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy that because everything that my mom had sacrificed and done for, for us, I'm able to give some of that back to her now. Mm. What, a, what advice would you give out there to, to maybe somebody who's going through something similar, who's, who's hitting a wall, maybe they had a family member pass away, mm-hmm. you know, what advice would you have out there to help them kind of grow through that adversity? I mean, I, it, 
to be honest, it sucks. And there is yeah. no other way to put it. It is, it is more than likely the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you in mm. your life. But if you push through it, I promise you, if you push through it, it's going to be better on the other side. It's not going to be easy. It's an uphill battle. I, it's going to take a lot of work. It's not easy. It's not an overnight thing. Like I said, I'm, I'm 10 years out from it at this yeah. point, and I'm still rebuilding it. And I still go through these times of like, man, what would have been if, if my dad was still here? Would I be in a different place? Mm. But I can honestly tell you, if I did not go through that, I would not have the testimonial fortitude that I do now, and I would not have the work ethic that I do now. I yeah. can tell you that, but you, you have to push through it. Yeah. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, push through it. It's brighter on the other side. Right. Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the main things with adversities, right, is just... I think gratitude has a lot to do with yes. it. I'm saying, okay, I'm in this situation, but but a quote that I heard that my, my dad actually told me yeah. back in the day was, hey, do all you can with where you are with what you have. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, so it's you may not have everything, but got to do all you can with yeah, what you have. Exactly, you know? yeah. And, and it's, it's a perfect way to put it. Like you said, you might not have everything, Yeah. but if you use your resources that you have, think outside the box, rely yeah. on some of those people you know, that you've grown up with or that you've met with or you've, you've networked with, mm-hmm. rely on some of them. You know, they'll, they'll help you out. If you've made a good enough connection with someone, an honest, an honest connection, don't get into a relationship just to use someone. <laughs> but if you, yep. if you really make a connection with someone, people will help you out. There's good people out there. Right. Definitely right. good people. Let me ask this, you know, switching gears a little bit. What was your experience like? Kind of walk us through... When you graduated college, were you like, okay, I need to find a job in mechanical engineering? Or yeah. what was kind of your mindset? You're fresh out of school. You have a piece of paper. In yeah, hand. yeah. You know, what was that like? So I had run that, that engine building business on the side through college. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I got out of college, my mom was like, you need to get a job. You need to do this. And, and so I did. I went and I interviewed at a few places. Obviously, you get, you get shot down left and right. It's another, another good, you know, build up is better. You get thick skin real quick. Yeah. Um, and, and after a couple times, you know, I'm like, man, I'm putting so much effort into trying to get this job. Mm. But I already have a business that I've put a lot of sweat equity into. And so I started to focus a little bit more on the, on the business, a little bit more on the business and kept doing that. And then I'm like, well, I don't. I'm going to focus full time on this and quit. I, I, I quit trying to find other jobs. And that's where I built that business up. I mean, it was, again, a lot of work, but I, I built that thing up. Yeah. So it's, it's, it really kind of, the co- right after college, yeah, you can, you know, you can definitely go get a job. And I think it's a good, a good path because it teaches you, you know, management, where, mm-hmm. where people kind of fall, how to take, how to take direction. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a nice steady paycheck, which is always a plus coming out of college, right? Um, but that's a perfect opportunity for you to take some of that spare time. And if, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to start a side business, and, and if, if you just want to keep it a side business, that's perfect. If you want to spend that time, start a side business, turn it into something else, it's awesome. You've got, you've got working capital coming in from your other job. You know, it's someone's essentially going to be able to pay you for, for, for starting something. Right. So, you know, there's two ways to look at it. Um, look at it that, that way. If you want to start a a side business, or if you're like, man, you know what? I want to be CEO of Bank of America, man, Mm -hmm. you can right after college network with, with who you can do it in college, start networking, start doing internships in college. And, and believe me, those will pay dividends down the road. Um, get in early and just start working your way up through the corporate ladder. 
and and you know it's whatever path someone really wants to take yeah yeah definitely i mean I, i'm all about starting a side business yeah, outside yeah. Your, your nine to five that's entrepreneurship something i'm extremely passionate about right that's a really good point too because you know you have people like myself and, and other people who obviously want to be an entrepreneur one mm-hmm. day start a side business and then you have people um like my sister's husband for example he's very successful in uh, pwc yeah the accounting firm he's a general partner with them doing very nice. well yeah but he, you know, like you mentioned, he networked appropriately in college. He did the internships there. He started as like, you know, low-level audit accountant. Right. He just kind of worked his way up. So it, it's all about the path that you want to take. Like if you want to do the path in corporate America and be the VP, yeah. then awesome. Go for that. But if you want to be a true entrepreneur, then that's when you have to do dedicate, what is it right now? You know, 7, 7 p.m. to, to 9, yeah. 30, 10 exactly. p.m. And, and build that side business, exactly. side revenue. So that's awesome. So when what was like a big i guess entrepreneurial struggle you dealt with with, with your company because i know hmm. there's probably a, a sea of them that you did but what's like kind of a main one that that you learned from um more a, a couple of big ones are financial because it, it takes yeah. a lot of money to do just about anything to be mm-hmm. honest and then the fact of you really have to the, where you get your information from where you get your direction from like I said, as a whole, people are good. They're going to help you. But at some point, there are going to be people out there. If you're trying to get information from someone in the same industry, they might not give you everything or they might give mm. you wrong information. So it's like a lot of it is just educating yourself and getting connected to the right people where you can get that information. Yeah. But, man, that's a, that's a good question. But I, I would think probably those two on my end are, are the biggest. Having the capital to you know expand or or even the resources to start mm-hmm. to build the capital to expand and and getting the right information yeah um, and I, I guess a, another big one was was learning to to fail honestly because mm. you know you grow up as saying hey if you fail you're a failure you got to look at that as like use that as a as a stepping stone as a learning point it's like hey that didn't work okay that's fine we know what doesn't work yeah learn from it build off of that and that was a big mindset change for me. Um, just learning that, hey, it's, it's okay. You don't want to fail every, every bit of it, but take those failures, embrace them, and say, hey, look, this is what I've learned from. Use it to, to engage with your clients. Use it to engage with you know, possible employees of, you, of yours and, and just build off of those failures. Mm. That's, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, failures are going to happen. Yeah, exactly. They're going to happen. It's, it's inevitable. Yeah. And let me ask you this. So with, with resources and capital, two questions along that. Are you a fan of mentors? Do you think that's a must-have? And number two, if you want to start a business, you're trying to build a side business, are you a fan of taking out a personal business loan? Let's go with... All right, we'll, we'll start with the mentors. We'll start yep. with the mentors. I would say yes, but it's not... Do not pick the first one you come across and, and don't pick... You know, if, if you have someone in your family, that's, that's a good resource by all means. That's definitely good. But don't pick them just because they're your family. Yeah. Might sound bad. I'm sorry, mom. Um, but it, you need someone that really has gone through the same thing that you have or knows your backgrounds because not, not everyone is going to be a one-size-fits-all mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need someone to kind of rely on and, and one – for, for confidence, obviously, when those failures do happen, say, hey, look, this happens, it's all right, keep pushing through. 
and also where to get your good, solid, usable information. I trying to think of some of my mentors, you know, they, they were my, my dad's friends and also friends that I had built along the way um, as far as racing engines go. And, and now in, in real estate, I've used my, my in-laws, I've used other contacts I've made from racing who have, they've also transitioned into real estate in, in an investment form. Um, I rely on them as to bounce ideas off of and kind of see what their thoughts are on, on moving forward. And um, as far as a personal, a personal loan, if you can do a business loan, by all means, I, I would go for it. But I am a huge fan. If you really are set on doing an entrepreneur form, whether it's a business or, or whatever, you better bet on yourself every day. Mm -hmm. You are the only person that you can 100% count on and you're the only person that's gonna do exactly what you want. Mm. Hedge on yourself, man. And if, if you have the confidence to do that and you're like, look, I know I can pay this deal back and I know from hell or high water I'm gonna make this work, <laughs> then go for it. Yeah. Sink or swim, man. Yeah. You bet on yourself. Yeah, bet kind on yourself. of making your your situation backing yourself into a corner so you're forced to get yeah. out of it right yeah and, and and but you really need to weigh the the, the risk the risk to reward too i mean if you're going to go out there and you're like hey this has about a one percent you know chance of success i'm going to take out a million dollar loan <laughs> probably should weigh your options a little bit yeah. more you know but if you're like look i've got a solid plan i've got you know the right contacts i know what i'm going to do every step of the way heck yeah do it Bet on yourself. Yeah. Ah, that's awesome. I to totally agree with those things. <laughs> and one thing, too, about mentors is, like, I know a lot of people, um, they struggle to find them. But I think, like, using, utilizing social media and platforms like LinkedIn, yes. you can really find them. Like, I needed a mentor the other day for, for a big project I'm working on. Don't announce it yet because it's not yeah. fully transparent with everyone yet. But needed, like, a skill set that I didn't really know. So I literally made a YouTube video on uh, obviously YouTube, made it private, and then sent the link out to like 10 people that had that skill set on LinkedIn. It was like, hey man, can you help me? And like two messages back, they're like, yeah, let's hop on a call. Nice. So it's there like utilizing like alternative methods. I feel like sometimes people don't like to get DM'd or message like, hey, can you mentor me? It's right, like, yeah. All right, sure, kid. <laughs> you know, right, so. yeah, exactly. That's, that's a perfect way to put it. Thinking outside the box because not only does that you know, help you and constantly keeping your mind active, but also when someone, like you said, when someone sees that, they're not like, oh, this kid's just sitting behind his keyboard pecking mm -hmm. away. Key over keyboard there. warrior. Yeah, over exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like, man, he's really coming at this from a different direction yeah. again. Once people see that, they are so much more apt to work with you. Mm. That's a good way to put it. I never thought about that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah, a good idea. Yeah. What, um, walk me through this. So you, you have your company, right? Yeah. And then, so your wife gets a job in Charlotte. Yep. And yep. then you moved down here how long after? Um, it was almost, it was almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year she was down here before I got here. And was your, were you able to bring your company down here? Um, I did, so I still have all my equipment and stuff, but as I was taking a step back from racing, yeah, I kind of weaned all of my clients off, sent them other places, made contacts nice. with them because I was like, look, if I, I don't want, I'm, I'm going cold turkey on this deal. I'm going 100% moving forward. I don't want to be, you know, halfway in the water, one foot here, one foot there. Mm. I, if I'm doing it, I'm going all in. 100% focused on it. So that's why I kind of pushed that business to the side, 
you know, like I said, I, I gave every client an out, gave them an opportunity to go somewhere else, and then focused 100% solely on real estate. Yeah, okay. So when you made that switch, obviously, from your business to real estate, it's kind of completely separate industries, oh, yeah. right? big time. Did you use what you learned when your dad unfortunately passed away of mm -hmm. like, I'm going to pull up the boots, I'm going to learn. Did you use that kind of mindset when you switched over to real estate? 100%. Okay. 100%. Because it didn't even cross my mind to go into real estate yeah. until my in-laws had mentioned it. And, and they're very successful. Mm -hmm. Again, my, my father-in-law was kind of the same way. He grew up, didn't have a lot, but he built an awesome business. He was building you know, multi-million dollar houses on Lake Michigan for CEOs living in Chicago. Wow. He built, and so I'm like, man, if this guy can do it, I can do the same thing. Yeah. So I kind of went into it blind, and so I, I had to rely on other people. And it's like, man, again, I'm the only one that's going to figure this out for mm -hmm. myself. Do a ton of research. You, you learn what works, what doesn't work. Um, I'm big on collecting data, obviously, engineer, racing, all that kind of stuff. So I, I collect as much data. So I know what works. I know what doesn't work. I know how um, we can improve processes and reduce time and make it easier on the client. So mm. all of that stuff I've learned. I've used that, kind of rolled it into real estate, and then had to learn all the stuff that I didn't know all over. Yeah. Nice. Do you think it's super random, by the way, but uh, <laughs> with guys with like or girls with significant others, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, do you think that when you're going through a transition switching industries whether it's starting a company etc do you think that you need them there to kind of help push you oh through man 100 okay. percent. my my wife has been my biggest because she, she hands down my biggest supporter hands down yeah. no questions asked any day because they're believe me when i thought yeah. it was bad going through with what my dad did when you walk away when i walked out of my engineering job on my last day i'm like man this is awesome i'm ready to do this i wake up the next morning i'm like dude i don't have a paycheck Oof. like zero yep. and I'm like this isn't this is a bad decision my wife the whole time has been like you got this mm. you know anytime I'm down you need to have a supporter you know that that always sees the light at the end of the tunnel and, it, and it's, it's reciprocal you know we we go back and forth with each other I help her she's helped me way more believe me because <laughs> she's always had a job um, but yeah that is you need someone and and I think a significant other is the best way to do that yeah. because you guys are in it together man you know you, you make it work and, and like I said huge huge benefit oh, to yeah. have someone doing that with you okay okay yeah. I, was, I was honestly just wondering because I think there's yeah. a, lot, a lot of guys out there or girls want to start a company, want to switch issues, yeah. and then you're going to have to have that support. So Exactly. Definitely, definitely. Let's talk about this. I know when we first met that, you know, we were talking in, in Chima, the, the networking, yeah, you know, yep. sh shout out to Tony, Tony for setting that up, right? Thanks, buddy. Um, so I know when we were there, it was like 9, 30, 10, and I was like, man, I got to go. I'm hitting the gym at 5, 30, and you were like, oh, I'm staying. I'm hitting the gym at 4, 30. Yeah. And I thought you were joking, but then no. you're like, no, I'm, I'm for real. So like, let's talk about... You know, your diligent process that you go through. I think everyone can learn from this. Yeah, so in real estate, there is no one that you have to report to. Mm -hmm. There's no one that tells you what to do. You don't have to be on time for anything. It is very open-ended. So you have to be very, very, very diligent on time management, money management, scheduling, if you really want to go somewhere with it. So um, after, after... 
I got out of racing, I'm like, man, pizza, cake, it's all, it's all good. Let's eat it, you know? Yeah. So it, it kind of started with getting back into shape, mm. um, going to the gym, and, and I'm like, man, I, I have this, this schedule I'm trying to keep. How do I make this all work? Um, so I started getting up 4, 4.30, going to the gym, doing breakfast, and then getting in the office at 7. Getting in front of the computer, getting in front of clients by 7, 7.30. So then I started doing time blocking. So every day I've made it, put it on my calendar. I do emails for a certain amount of time. I make phone calls for a certain amount of time. Mm. I meet clients for a certain amount of time. Being super, super diligent on, on time management and that way you, you don't get off task, you don't wander. Um, and Ryan Serhant, which a lot of you guys probably know who he is, uh, is, is the one that kind of said that, you know, he's like, if you get up early and do a workout, the physically the hardest part of your day is done before anyone else wakes up. Mm. You're that much further ahead than anyone else. You've gained two hours of your productive day yeah. where the other guy's over there sleeping, doing whatever. And to each their own. If you want to do that, there's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I have made myself be very, very diligent on time, time management, money management, and, and scheduling. And I've done it through getting up early, making sure I'm on time, and, and doing time blocking. Mm. Man, I'm not quite the uh, the 4.30 mark, but I, I will give it to myself. <laughs> I'm at the 5.30. So, but I, I commend you for that. Man. It <laughs> is not, believe me, 4, 4.35, anything before 6 is not enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love, like, to that point, you said I love getting up and then maybe getting a text from somebody at 7.30, like, hey, man, sorry, just woke up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, not even in like a jerk type way, but like, man, I got two hours on you already. Exactly. Like, yes, exactly. All right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ever, if you're ever, you know, competing with someone and you send them that email at five thirty, six o'clock and, and they see it, they're like, crap. Yeah. You know, you've already got a leg up on them. Mm -hmm. Not only physically, but mentally. They're like, dang it. I'm already behind. You're like, yeah. got him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm big on this too. It's like tunnel vision on your goals and then my thing is like all right we'll see who's who in five years right exactly so yep. especially for people who like give you crap like why aren't you going out why aren't you going out it's like all right, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens we'll see, i'll see you in five years exactly <laughs> so nice well what what would you have to say like what what's some like final advice i know we're kind of ending up right now but mm -hmm. what's some like final advice you could give to people out there who maybe are struggling a little bit who are thinking about completely switching careers from like you did from racing yeah. to real estate yeah. and just you know what are some advice too on like just diligent processes kind of that's a huge one too yeah so you know getting a good mentor getting a good plan and you know, if you want to switch careers, dude, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You have to be passionate about what you do. If you don't, if you don't love it, man, you're gonna burn out so quick. And when you when you enjoy it, you you radiate that. You know, if you're in it just for the money, people sense that in a heartbeat, man. And, and you want to create. My my goal is to create raving fans. They're gonna refer you. Whatever your business is, if you create those raving fans, and, and you have to do that. Not by chasing the money, but by chasing your, your dream, your, your goals, your passions. And then you, you get a mentor. Have someone kind of coach you through and, and give you some ideas. Have a path. Have a plan. Um, and then be very, very diligent. Like you said, tunnel vision. You have a goal. And, and yes, you're, you're going you're gonna to go through, through uh, trouble. You're going to go through hard times. But as long as you find your way back to that path and keep digging, it's going to work. Mm. It's going to work. 
I promise. And like I said, it, it, it's tough. It's not easy. If it's easy, everyone would do it. Everybody would be a millionaire. But I promise. Push through it, man. It'll work. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Those are all excellent final advice, ending yeah. points for everybody. Where can, can people connect with you if they want to know more you know, about Andy Knock? Is it yeah. LinkedIn, Instagram? If people wanted to ask you some questions, where, where can everyone connect yeah. with you? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Andy Knock, Broker Realtor, uh, business Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. Um, shoot me an email, uh, andy.knock at allentate.com. Or shoot me a DM on, on one of the social medias. You can, uh, yeah, on, on my Instagram, there's still some old racing pictures, still okay. some old farm pictures. You can check out all my, uh, my my old days on that one. But I'd be happy to answer questions, real estate, or, hey, if you're like, man, I'm, I'm going through, you know, something similar to you, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Nice. I always, like you said, I really enjoy helping people. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. Yeah. Cool. And then final question, if you had to describe one word for success and work ethic, what would that be? One word to describe success and work ethic. Hmm. I'm probably going to go with fortitude. Okay. Fortitude because it's that or hardened. Fortitude yeah. or hardened. And, and hardened, I think, is, is kind of kind of possibly has a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Go with fortitude. Okay. First answer. I'll stick with that one. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, hey, man, I, I really appreciate you you coming out here on the Next Level Minds podcast and, and really just giving all your value today. I know you, you obviously speak from the heart yeah. and you give all this. So thanks again. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. And uh, thanks, again. thanks yeah. again. Yeah, man, definitely. guys i've really enjoyed sitting down with andy knock today i know he really painted a clear picture to me especially with his early beginnings of his dad unfortunately passing away really painted a clear picture of of what it's like to grow up real fast and and sometimes you just have to do it is something that i really got out of that another huge point i got too is you know career uh ladder may not be for everyone or entrepreneurship may not be for everyone figure out which one works best for you and and if you want to be you know the vp ceo of a blank company then then make that happen and if you want to own your own thing then make that happen so that was another great point that he added and i think finally it's it's fortitude that's that's his word you know for success summing that up and I, and i think that really is true And I'm really excited that you guys had the opportunity to listen. I would love if you could share this podcast with some of your friends. Throw a review on there. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. Give me some feedback. I'm trying to help you guys out. And I'm trying to help each and every person out there grow to their fullest potential through this podcast. So any feedback would be appreciated. Follow me on Instagram at ChrisChapChap. Share this podcast. And hopefully you got some value out of it. As we like to say here, your mindset is your greatest weapon for the battle of success, and I hope you guys take that into your week.